Well, hello and welcome to the Pregnancy Help Podcast. I'm Christine Grimmett and we have a special episode today. We wanted to highlight April. This month is uh, Abortion Recovery Month. And so we have a special guest with us. Uh, we also have Beth Diemer. She is our Director of Affiliate Services for Heartbeat International. Uh, let me mention before we get started that our sponsor is Heartbeat Academy. We have hundreds of courses in our online academy you can take advantage of. And uh, you can also get 20% off of those trainings if you're an affiliate of Heartbeat International. So visit heartbeatservices.org and you can click on the store to browse through some of those courses. And with with that, I will turn things over to Beth to get us started. Thank you, Christine. Sylvia, it is so good to be here with you today. Thank you for joining us. I'm glad that Christine mentioned Abortion Recovery Awareness Month. Uh, that is such an important topic uh, to us here at Heartbeat and to the pregnancy help community uh, in general. And I'm just thrilled that you're going to be our guest uh, to kind of highlight uh, abortion recovery. So Along those lines, why don't we just start with getting to know you a little bit. Tell me about um, sort of your background and how you got involved in working in the abortion recovery area. Well, first of all, thank you, Beth, so much for the offer um, to be a part of this today. It is very special to me. Um, Forty years ago, this past year marked the anniversary of my abortion, and uh, it took the Lord to chase me down. <laughs> for 20 years before I finally asked for his forgiveness. And then almost another 20 years before I was actually forgiven and set free. So um, for me, it's been a long wilderness journey. I kind of feel like the, the uh, Israelites in, 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 you know, in the desert. Um, but finally coming to the realization that um, he could use me still. And I think that's, that's something that is uh, a point that I really want to make sure that I get across for so many women who feel the shame and guilt uh, that they think can never be overcome. God can use all of your healing uh, to help get his message across. And so that started uh, my journey of uh, developing a ministry called AriseDaughter.org. And we started during the pandemic. Uh, we are 100% virtual. So uh, that was not a barrier for us. But it also gave us an opportunity to really stretch out a little bit and see just what uh, we could do outside of the confines of a typical brick and mortar type of organization. And we've been um, really going full steam with trying to get the message out that healed women heal women. I'll say that again, healed women heal women. And so to that end, we are a mentoring organization that helps women and men, hopefully soon, um, come into uh, the knowledge that there's more healing sometimes that they need to go through. Um, but there's also training and more importantly, service opportunities that they can uh, get into so that they can help further the kingdom of God. One of the first things I recognized after my healing was that um, God definitely wanted to use me in a way that um, was, a, was unique to my giftings. And I think that is true for all of us who have gone through healing. There's a unique gifting each of us is being called to use. And so I'm just excited to walk along with uh, women and men as they come through their, their healing and say, what is next for you? What, do, you know, what is Holy Spirit speaking into you um, that you can take and use again to further the kingdom? That is uh, incredibly awesome, Sylvia. I love that idea and that concept because it's healing with purpose, right? We all know that 
The enemy comes to steal from us and to take away those uh, things that God intends for us. And this is an area with healing where we can move forward to our purpose and not allow, you know, past decisions and things uh, to really rob uh, from us what we're intended to do. So I love it. I love the organization. I love how God has done that in your own life. Um, it's just such a, a beautiful thing. You know, um, we have realized here at Heartbeat that the abortion recovery horizon is changing. With the advance of chemical abortion in particular, you know, Guttmacher just recently released um, a statistic saying now that chemical abortion is advancing up into the upper uh, limits of more than 50%. And uh, we are hearing from our own uh, network and their clients uh, telling them about their own experiences with chemical abortion. And it's changing the horizon in such a way that we know that women are uh, reacting sooner um, to needing healing from abortion. Uh, right, It used to be that it would not be unusual in abortion recovery for a woman to say, I had my abortion uh, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 40 years ago sometimes. But now with chemical abortion uh, being what it is, we are hearing from women who are really experiencing trauma uh, in the process. Not that they didn't do that before, but it's, it's different. It's changing. And I really... Um, Give kudos to you and your colleagues for paying attention to this and trying to meet this different need uh, that's now happening. I know that you recently participated in a uh, Sounding the Call Summit uh, to bring attention to this. Tell me a little bit more about that. You know, Beth, that really came about um, from several different touches to several different uh, participants in the summit. Each of us had had our own lens through which we were looking at, um, as you said, this new trauma coming through. All but one of us are post-abortive. And so we have our own, you know, our own experience. We, all of us have been through the surgical abortion process. Um, and we began to see online, especially these young women coming through with these very unique traumas, um, things that, you know, from our standpoint, were very, very different. And so not only that immediacy that you're talking about, but also the depth um, and the acuteness of it. And so, you know, we began to talk amongst ourselves and there was one particular woman who um, just could not let her baby go. She was storing her baby in a freezer. And I, I just wanna say a lot of the things that we're gonna talk about today may be triggers for some people. So please make sure that you have resources available if you need to, to reach out um, because this is a tough topic. And it may bring up uh, memories or trauma for you. So I just want to make sure I put that out there. But yes, so uh, it was that, it, that story really was what um, caught my attention and just broke my heart down. And, and we just began to talk amongst ourselves. So what can we do? Um, if we're hearing this for the first time, there must be other people who may not know what's going on. You know, again, the industry says, you know, this is not a big deal. You know, our, our physician groups, um, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists says, it's just a heavy period. And then we're listening to these real-time stories going, mm, it's way more than that. 
So we decided that we would get together and host a summit. Um, and we wanted people who are already in the pregnancy resource center world and also in the abortion recovery world to come to this and say, hey, what are you seeing? Um, this is what we're seeing. We don't have all the answers, but these are a few of the things that we're doing. Um, but please join into the conversation. And we were overwhelmed with over 102 registrants. Um, people can still access the recording, which is wonderful. Um, we're having some post conversations. So the ripples are continuing from it. And so I would just say, you know, it's been a blessing to be able to pull together disparate groups and say, what, you know, what can we do? And I know we're not the only ones. We're just one small group sounding the alarm. We're joining a cacophony of others, but we're just grateful that, um, you know, people want to hear what is going on. Again, this is, these are our sisters, our nieces, our daughters. We want better for them. That's, that's really key. We want better for them. And what they're receiving now is not proper health care, in my opinion. I'm a nurse. I can say that. <laughs> this is not proper health care. This is not what I would want for anybody that I love. Yeah, very true. And, uh, you know, Sylvia, we have this little saying that we kind of throw around at Heartbeat, um, that we're trying to fix the plane while we're flying the plane. And that's <laughs> what, uh, what this sounds like to me, because it is all so new. It is so rapidly changing. And we're trying to address that and be aware. And as we hear these things, uh, how do we adapt? How do we um, give the best care we can to women who have been through this experience? So what um, I want to ask you, what are some of the ways that maybe abortion recovery is needing to change? How are you fixing the plane as you're flying the plane? Well, one thing I would say, Beth, and this has really been key, uh, we have to go where the reproductive aged women are. You know, we say a lot that we have to meet people where they are and then walk alongside them. Well, they are online. They're in TikTok rooms. They are in chat rooms on Facebook. They are on IG. They are all these places where a lot of us, again, who may be a little, <laughs> a little bit more distance from our abortion experience may not be. So um, if healed women are going to heal women, then we have to be where the healing needs to take place. And that is definitely going to be online. Um, and that may be a big challenge for a lot of organizations. Again, we started as a virtual organization, so we kind of cut our teeth in some of these areas. But to have an online presence is going to be really important. Um, and that's going to take a little bit more administration, maybe on, on, on your part, but um, that is where the women are. That's where they're looking for stories. I talk to women all the time in Facebook who have not yet had an abortion. They want to know what it would be like if they do. And so they come to these regret rooms and, and they get to hear the stories. And they're like, oh, nope, that's not for me. Thank you so much. Um, and so that's important that we tell our stories and we do it online so that women can find that. Um, that information and then make a better informed choice because we know they're not getting informed. Um, they're not being informed at the, at the um, abortion clinics. We know that. So that would be one place uh, I would say to start. The other thing I would say is get yourself familiar with trauma-informed care. That was a steep learning curve for me. Um, this past fall, I took a couple of courses uh, online and then attended a couple of, of webinars 
And it's just allowing me to scratch the surface, Beth, to see women in acute trauma and to kind of know how to help ground them and then have the discussions that you need to have. But a lot of times we're so used to women coming to us really ready for healing and in a particular place for healing that we can't start where, there with these women who are acutely traumatized. We just can't. And sometimes we have to recognize that we may not have that answer for them. We have to refer them on to counseling where they can, you know, start in a better place or at least have extra support as we work them through the healing process. So having that trauma, um, a slightly trauma informed lens to look these women um, over and say, you know what, we really just need to have a conversation about are you eating? You know, uh, are you are you doing the self care things that you need to do? Um, you know, what's your home life like right now? Where, where do you, are you safe? You know, there's so many things that we need to really start with with these young women. Um, and then speaking their language in technology, um, and that's text. Um, so many of these young women want to text. Um, they just don't have the bandwidth at this particular point to even have a face-to-face -face Zoom call with you. Um, and so having that opportunity to have a secure text line uh, is a great way to service the women that you're seeing. Again, that might be a little bit more labor intensive, but if we wanna meet them where they are, that's a lot of it. And then of course, um, recognizing that women who are pregnant now may have had past abortions. So as they come into the pregnancy resource centers, just making some sort of really soft touch areas within your center to allow a woman to say, you know what? I'm so happy about this pregnancy, but I also recognize that I have not healed from a past abortion. And knowing that that sonogram is maybe a triggering spot for that woman and having that card there to say, hey, call this organization, get online and, and talk with somebody if this just set you off. Because a lot of times that's exactly what happens. They'll see their new baby and they'll recognize it was the same age as the baby that they aborted. And so there are so many places within the PRC where love and compassion can be shown that will help that woman, maybe not right then while they're pregnant, but maybe later when they're ready for that. Again, when they have the bandwidth to do that healing, where they can come back to you because you're the one that gave them the card and say, do you have a class or is there something online I can take? And, and women want to come back to where they receive the love and compassion. That's for sure. And so that PRC touch, I think, would be really big, too. So that's four things. <laughs> I know that seems like a lot, but, um, yeah, that, that just kind of gets me, that gets me fired up and that gets me started. Yeah, those are four really good things. And, you know, what I hear in what you're saying, Sylvia, is, and what I really appreciate about the abortion recovery um, healers, uh, those who are facilitating healing, is that there really needs to be a lot of approaches. There needs to be lots of point of entry contacts. And even the way that we do abortion recovery, um, you know, whether we do it in a eight week group or we do it in a weekend retreat or we do it online virtually. And now with chemical abortion, the idea of having trauma-informed um, care be part of what we offer you know, it makes me think about, too, like where you're saying these women want to um, to be able to connect online. You know, maybe the first step of that is even de-escalation to get them when they're con contacting you to a place where they can really just 
slow down, settle down, and um, be able to talk about where what they're experiencing. And so just adding to our toolbox, to our arsenal of things that we can offer to them um, is part of what we need to be paying attention to. And I appreciate that. I know with your ministry, um, you in the healing process include some very cool uh, artistic um, sort of things. Tell me more about that. I want to know more about that. Yes, this this kind of makes us uh, a little bit of a unicorn uh, <laughs> in the healing process. Not so much. I mean, there you know, Project Rachel uses art um, as part of its its healing weekend, and so you know, there's a recognition that trauma touches a certain part of the brain that that only art can unlock. Um, and 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 that might include writing. It might include painting. It might include crafting. Um, just those 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 activities that take your brain kind of offline um, from the logic and then take it to this place where um, beauty can bloom again. And so we do, we, we are very um, happy to have a room full of artists who are all post-abortive who are using their art now in something we're calling artivism. Now I didn't coin that, that term. I actually snatched it, but (laughs) artivism is a way for us to use our art to speak to pro-life issues. Uh, as a matter of fact, we have a uh, Arise Artists, which is what we call our group, Arise Artists Salon tomorrow night at 7 p.m. And we have a pro-life artist, uh, Ann Schmeisling, w- who will be part of our um, our evening. And she is going to show us her art. And then we are going to show her some of the things that we've been producing. It's a way for us to build community. Um, art is another way to communicate, again, in a way that uh, our logical brain cannot. Um, and it's also a way for us to show God's beauty and what he can do uh, as he heals us. Um, so it's a, it's a way to heal and it's a way to um, show what has been healed, if that makes sense. Um, and so we're, we have that as a, as a regular offering as part of Arise Artists. We are also now uh, trauma art facilitators. So uh, we have a, a, myself now as the lead facilitator, but we have an opportunity now to be able to offer art as a way to specifically help newly traumatized women. So that is going to be a part that I believe is going to grow quite a bit here at Arise Daughter um, soon. So just, you know, we'll keep everybody informed about that. But you certainly can go to arisedaughter.org and learn a little bit more about it. You can see some of the art that we've been producing. Uh, We've got a couple click buttons there for you to look things over. So thank you for bringing that up. Beth, because that was one of the first things Holy Spirit told me to do when I formed Arise Daughter. He said, build an art room. And I was like, huh? I I didn't know what that meant. Um, Now I do. Now I get it. I get it. And I get it now that it is, um, it's also a tool of advocacy for life. And so those two things are starting to to merge more at Arise Daughter. So it's just kind of exciting. I don't, I, I never know what he has for me during the day. It's just like, well, it's uh, very, yeah. it's very exciting. And I appreciate your obedience and listening to follow through with that because uh, it does facilitate a tremendous amount of healing. I have a good friend who is a very talented artist and she does a lot of art therapy, like in children's hospitals with children that are traumatized by their illnesses and sees, uh, you know, tremendous healing. So bringing that into the healing process, again, another tool in the toolbox, right, that can bring people to healing. You know, Sylvia, I 
um, would just like to finish up our time by asking you, if there is a woman who's experienced abortion trauma recently, or a woman who has experienced any kind of um, abortion, her own abortion story, and is really hesitating about finding that healing, so wants it, but doesn't really, um, hasn't really taken the steps uh, yet to make that happen, what would you say to her? How would you encourage her today to come forward, uh, to find her healing, to not let the enemy continue to rob from her? How would you address her? You know, I think I would say to her, um, God loves you um, and he wants you healed. That is a, a, a thing that I think women who have, again, been just so bowed down with shame and guilt, uh, don't believe, but it is the truth. Um, he wants to see his daughters healed again so that we can serve and help bring about healing for others. That is what brings about the kingdom of God, right? So if you're hesitant because you think you are not worthy, I want to take this time to tell you, daughter, you are. Um, there are so many opportunities in person, probably at your local pregnancy resource center where you can find abortion recovery healing. I did not even know that was a thing, Beth, for years. Abortion recovery healing is a real thing. Uh, there are online courses that you can take, Bible studies. There are some that are not Bible-based. Um, there are some that are just weekends. But when I say just weekends, I'm talking intense weekends um, and the opportunities to heal. So there are so many opportunities uh, available for women and men to get the healing that they need. Uh, all you have to do is reach out. Um, Abortion Changes You is one organization where you can find um, local healing um, programs. Um, H3 Helpline is another that you can call 24 seven and find out about uh, local or virtual healing programs. So I would say um, the freedom that comes from healing um, it's nothing like you've ever experienced. And I would not want anybody to leave that on the table. Go after it. Allow God to heal you and then use you um, because you truly um, are his daughter and his son. He wants to see you healed. Amen to that. That's for sure. I so appreciate that, Sylvia. And, you know, it makes me think, too, of all of um, the incredible people that are doing abortion recovery work and how much we appreciate them and just champion uh, what they're doing. Um, heartbeatservices.org is our uh, website for those who are involved in pregnancy help. We have a tab on there called Life Links that also uh, has an abortion recovery um, subject where you can go on there and find websites in the URLs to connect you to the recovery programs. Um, people are doing fantastic work. There is much freedom to be found. We appreciate that you have spent some time with us today, Sylvia, what you're doing, um, what you're bringing attention to. Um, we just bless you in, in all of that. And thank you for being here with us today. Yes. Thank you, Sylvia. And 
Thank you so much, Beth. Um, it, this has been a great conversation and, and a great way to bring awareness to abortion recovery. So uh, Beth mentioned heartbeatservices.org. We also have uh, trauma-informed care uh, trainings in our Heartbeat Academy, so you can check those out at heartbeatservices.org under the store for more information. Uh, Sylvia can be reached through her website at arisedaughter.org. Is there maybe a contact form or an email, that, another way that our listeners can contact you? Absolutely. You can also reach me at arisedaughter at gmail.com. Perfect. Thanks so much. Hey, to our listeners, be sure to subscribe. We have some great upcoming episodes, um, especially from our annual conference that just happened recently. Uh, we, we recorded a couple of episodes there. Beth actually recorded one with one of our workshop presenters. So uh, keep an eye out for those in the coming months. So with that, I wish you all a great rest of your day. And thanks for listening to this episode of the Pregnancy Help Podcast.